Well, it's time for part two of covering the Commonwealth, trying to get ourselves going much like the Lynchburg Hillcats offense. Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with the Lynchburg Hillcats. It was a 7-6 loss on Saturday at Delmarva, and that was the only game in the Lynchburg Hillcats' recent road trip. They went 2-4 and four in that. Not the end of the world, but the only game where they had more than three runs. And ironically, their highest scoring games were all losses on this road trip. Offensive consistency. Is that starting to elude this Hillcats team as Jason Pearl is with us in the fast lane? And maybe more concerningly, strain the pitching staff? Well, Ed, that's a really good question. I think the numbers from this past series were a bit skewed. The Hillcats lost their, their biggest offensive productor uh, in Nate Furman as he was called up to Lake County uh, this past week. And so they're really trying to find any sort of rhythm uh, to kind of carry on uh, the production that he left behind. And so uh, they're still trying to figure that out. I think they're starting to put uh, together a lineup that can hopefully piece that together, but they're going up against a tough uh, squad this week and the Mudcats and their pitching staff is loaded. But I, I don't think the strain is going to fall too much on the pitching staff. They're young arms. They're, uh, they're, they're ready. They're, they're hungry. And so I think the pitching staff will be all right. But it's a little bit concerning that the offense is ticked down a little bit. Starts tonight, 630 Carolina at the Lynchburg Hillcats. Salute the Troops Night presented by our friends at Western Ways and Any Day Outfitters. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the field <laughs> tonight, has it recovered from the celebration from the University of Lynchburg? It has. The grass is bright green, and the, the, the dirt looks in good shape. We had the tarp on uh, earlier today, but it is off. The lines are painted, and it looks like there wasn't even a super regional here over the weekend, even though uh, our hometown team is uh, moving on to Iowa. Uh, the ballpark is ready for some more hometown baseball. So outside of Salute the Troops Night, I know you have a soft spot for fireworks this coming Saturday. What about Friday? Are you going to be wearing Andy Reid-themed clothing with the Hawaii theme Aloha to Summer Night at the ballpark? You know, I may have to pull out the uh, the good old Andy Reid apparel. They say my dad kind of looks like him. So maybe I'll just throw on a, a big, thick mustache and uh, – shave my head a little bit and I might be able to pull it off. I mean, you even got everything. You got the flip charts, which is similar to a play call. You got the headset. Granted, it's for broadcasting and not calling plays, but you know, minor details aside, Jason, uh, you're on your way uh, to the Andy Reid. You, know, you probably have to gain a lot of pounds to get to Andy Reid's level. We're not going to make Terry Bradshaw jokes, per se, but uh, but you could pull that off, and I would love to see it at Jasprill19 on Twitter and Instagram and LYN Hillcat on the social platforms as well. Jason, thank you for your time today in the Fast Lane. Of course, anytime, Ed. I appreciate it. Now to NASCAR. Soundlink underscore Trenton. That's the music and insight. From FrenchStretch.com's Trenton Worship, who's with us in the Fast Lane. Trenton, yes, Chase Elliott suspended for a race. We'll get to that momentarily, but don't want to overlook the fact that Ryan Blaney, when Ford needed some kind of a breakout, and Blaney people have been waiting to take that mother may I step forward as it's often termed, including our guy Michael Lombardi from the GM Shuffle podcast who's been noted for saying that regularly. Your impressions of that. What did Ryan Blaney's win say about him and his ability to elevate his game for a manufacturer that really needed it? Well, I mean... I think it was a confidence issue. Like, when you go that long without winning races, points races, he won the All-Star race in 2022. 
But when you go that long, your confidence gets low, and people start doubting you. I think Kyle Petty said he's a glorified Casey Kane or something, which Casey Kane was a good race record driver, so I don't know what he's trying to get at with that. But, I mean, um, Ryan Blaney's a fast driver. He's a skilled driver. It's great to see him get back out there. His celebration, very emotional. We need more of that from from winners because – you never know when the, your last one's going to come. As far as Ford goes, I'm not really sure. I believe Joey Logano was the only other Ford to win this season in, at Atlanta, but um, Ford's, Ford themselves has a lot to do. Kevin Harvick puts, puts SHR on his back every week, and even he struggles at times. So I think them as a whole, I don't know if they're quite back yet, but Ryan Blaney definitely made a statement with that win. And... We got, we got quite a few mile and a half on the schedule, so maybe he, he uh, can go out there and get another one. The other one is the big news that came down today. Corey LaJoy is going to fill in for Chase Elliott because all Geyer and more notably Josh Berry, the likely replacements, are in Portland for the Xfinity Series race. The cup race is Sunday at Gateway, but practice and qualifying will take place earlier than that this weekend. How shocked are you that NASCAR actually had the uh, backbone to stand up to Chase Elliott when a lot of fans were skeptical of that? I understand uh, fans were skeptical. You know, I think everybody kind of was. It's like, well, it's Chase Elliott, but they set the precedent with Bubba Wallace. You know, Bubba Wallace has been a guy that's done a lot of stuff to help elevate NASCAR and promote NASCAR. And even when he did that last year, they set the precedent, made him an example, and suspended him for doing that to Kyle Larson. Um, so I think I think I think it's fair. I think that they set the precedent and they stood by it. They were consistent in that call. Uh, and uh, ironically enough, Danny Hamlin has been one of the bigger guys who has vouched for Corey LaJoy, saying if he has a shot and to show what he can do in a, in a good ride, then you know he might turn some heads. Granted, one race to do that, I don't know if he will, but he's in good equipment. And I'm reading right here via our Front Stretch Twitter account that Carson Hosevar will also replace LaJoy and make his first cup start as well in the Spire machine. So, um Carson Hosevar has also been fast in the trucks and, and in Xfinity in the race he ran this past weekend, so we'll see what he can do as well. Indeed we will. We always hear the insight, though, and see it at SoundLink underscore Trenton, Twitter and Instagram, and FrenchStretch.com. Trenton, thank you for your time today in the fast lane. Thank you. Indeed. Trenton Worship with us here in the fast lane on W226BG Timberlake, WVGMAM Lynchburg, WMNA, Gretna, Danville, Southside, all across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. And last but not least, or maybe least, that professional football team in Landover, Maryland, or is it Ashburn, Virginia? Candy Waller covers them wherever they are. Candy Waller of Seawall Sports and Entertainment, Seawall S-E, Dot com for more info on what she has going on, including with the Washington Commanders delay. We've touched on this with their sale and the NFL owners meetings now coming and going and no sale at all taking place during that transaction. Um, how much of this, again, is the NFL just looking for the precedent of handling particularly newer ownership groups, given the large amount of money that goes into these sales now? I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's just a, a large amount of money, and they're really trying to do the their due diligence on their end to ensure everything is spot on and things will go um, through seamlessly. Meanwhile, on the field, Andrew Norwell, unlikely to be there. The commanders are expected to release him once he passes a physical. Is this merely a cap-saving move, or is the uh, after-effects of the injury combined with some of the new additions on the offensive line in the spot where uh, Washington is ready to make that move and move on from him? 
I think it's all of the above, right? I mean, um, it'll save some cap space. Now Andrew is hurt, and the you know uh, Coach enemy and staff have made a lot of good you know good moves that they feel really good about in free agency in the draft. So I think that was just kind of a casualty of let's try to clear these things out. So if they have any other gap, any other additional money, they can bring in someone else potentially. Candy Waller with us here in the fast lane, keeping you updated on the Commanders and a lot else within the Washington sports structure. SeawallSE.com and SeawallSE on Twitter for more for insight. Candy, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it and uh, enjoy the start of the NBA Finals as uh, unpredictable as that's been. Oh, definitely. You all as well, and I'll be talking to you guys again soon. Indeed. Candy Waller with us here in the Fast Lane across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. If you missed anything, you know where to go. Fastlane Medley, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Trey and I back tomorrow afternoon across the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Or are we?